Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up Podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by my salt and pepper friend, Salo Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mortified, Terry. I am angry, but we just won a brilliant, at least a bronze medal in the boxing, so that's what I like to focus on. Yeah, well, I wasn't quite sure how the uh, the boxing went. You said to me that there's two bronze medalists, so I don't really understand, but it makes sense. Dan, I'm just watching the basketball. That's good. Good time to um to be distracted from the horribleness that is rugby league. It is, yeah. Um, Dude, I'm fucking over it, mate. I hate the sport. <laughs> yeah, look, I I, t- I take it you didn't uh, you know you, you you didn't enjoy it on the uh, the Saturday when rugby league was cancelled, and then uh, you know it would have been delayed and taken your time away from watching the Olympics on uh, on the Monday, but. Anyway, rugby league survived, and uh, Peter Volanders is God. It's a conspiracy. Yes, he is, mate. I went into a catatonic state on Saturday. I woke up, and as I said on Outlaws, it was such. I remember it. It was such a nice day. Sun was out, birds were chirping. I thought, fucking good game on tonight. And then I opened Twitter, and I opened the DM first, which is a mistake. <laughs> and there were fifteen of you going on about how rugby league wasn't happening today. And I thought, ah. <laughs> I'm still asleep and I'm having a nightmare. But it was true and, God, it was horrible. But, look, we did get Monday Night Football, which we'll never speak of again because I hated every second of it. But, uh, yeah, mate, they did they did what they did. I'm, I'm happy, but uh, I wish the um, competition hadn't um, restarted. Yeah. yeah, look, I, I'm more, you know, I've always been pretty vocal that I enjoy Monday Night Basketball, uh, Monday Night uh, Football more than I enjoy Thursday Night Football. So it was... Uh, it, you know, it brought me back to my happy place of uh, getting to see some sport on a Monday. Um, what was really uh, alarming on Saturday with uh, no rugby league is I found out that uh, there's a woman and two children living in my house. They um they seem nice. Do you want me to call the police? Yeah. You to me? I, I, I spoke to them for a little bit. They um Yeah, they seem pretty cool, but uh, not sure how long they've lived here for. Won't be doing that again, mate. We, we go again on Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, look, just before we get into our game as well, you know, there's obviously with this delay in, in the lockdown, there's, there's one team in particular that's really copping it on a, a turnaround of the Newcastle Knights. They've got a four-day turnaround. It doesn't seem fair, but they're only playing Brisbane. So, again, the NRL looked at this and said, this is tough, but it's Brisbane. They also yeah. they also looked at it when Newcastle are a small market team. What are they going to do about it? So fuck them. Well, that's it. They need they need the big boys on the Thursday night for the ratings. Mate, wasn't it was now our good mate Hectic pointed out that you know a bit of conspiracy perhaps to get the the better game on a Friday on a Sunday afternoon rather. Sharks lost their free to air. I'd blow up. Yeah, look, I, you know, obviously Channel Nine now get the free to air Saturday night game, so. They're probably one week out, and that Melbourne uh, Penrith game, you know, should have been a blockbuster. Ended up being a dud. So, um, yeah, look, not not a bad conspiracy to throw out there. I liked it, mate. I can get I can get behind that. But uh, look, I'm glad that the less people that saw Cronulla last night, the better. Yeah, let, let's go into it. Um, Manly yeah. Manly did dust us up forty points to twenty two. I disagree, Terry. I disagree. Tommy Turbo dusted us up. Once that 
Mo Flucker, that son of a bitch, went off the field. We destroyed him. They had nothing. Yeah, look. When he was unfortunately, he was by far the best player of all time. The second coming of Jesus Christ himself could not have contained Tommy Turbo last night. No, and it was a. It, it's a strange game. You know, I was talking to Paul, and I feel that the scoreline didn't flatter us, and it didn't flatter Manly, and it also flattered us, and it flattered Manly as well, because this game was broken open in the second half by 11 minutes of individual brilliance from Tom Travojevic, and it was broken open by a freak put-down and... Some individual brilliance again from Tom Travojevic and Daly Cherry Evans. But once Cronulla decided they wanted to play, they showed that they can score tries. And, you know, more specifically, that opening 10 minutes of defence from Cronulla is like nothing we've seen this year. Like, Cronulla's problem is mental. Mm. There's not lack of talent there. We got superstars that can do things that, you know, can match the Manleys and the higher up clubs. As soon as Tommy Turbo went off, we realised we're right in this. Unfortunately, they didn't believe for a single solitary second when Turbo was on there that we were going to win that game. Nor did I. Even no. though I thought we started well, Manly should have been 18-0 up beside the first 10 minutes. Cronulla went above and beyond, as you mentioned, and defended some opportunities that I thought we, we wouldn't. Tommy Turbo blew two early tries by taking the wrong option. And I turned to Dids and I said, oh, maybe he's not on his game tonight. And then continued to eat crow for the next 60 fucking minutes. Fuck you, Tom. But anyways, yes, we've got a good side, but holy fuck. As soon as Talakai tired, Tommy Turbo went, gotcha. And fucking got him. Yeah, look, I think in the opening 10 minutes should have set the platform for Cronulla. And... You know, obviously, um, Garrick fell over going to the line and Trindle made a brilliant try-saving tackle. There was the Harbour Bridge pass to Saab, which he didn't catch. Um, And then after the 10-minute mark, there was a stop in play for a HIA check. And this is where someone with an ounce of leadership, not named Aaron Woods, needed to grab the boys in a huddle and go... We've just defended 10 minutes against the second-best attacking team in the competition. And it's nil all. We're riding this game up to our eyeballs. Instead, what happened was we had a half-huddle. It looked like Aaron Woods told a joke. We dropped the fucking ball. Manly go down and score. That's it, mate. Good teams are going to get you. Yeah, now, just on that Jason Saab put-down... I saw a lot of people blowing up online saying that's a drop, that's a drop, that's a drop. You only have to remember that you just need to have one finger of control. Now the ball never came out of his hands. It did slide. His hands did slide down the ball, but they never came away. It's a try. Nah, I don't think that's the stupidest thing you've ever said, Terry. And it's a competition. That is not a try in any way, shape, or form. The rule says you must have control over the ball. And he did have control. His hands never came away from the ball. That's bullshit. That's humongously different. His, Mate, his hands. Watch, watch. I know no one at home can see this, but Terry, that's a try. I don't have control. That goes against everything I believe in. That was a horseshit decision, and we would have won 40-0 otherwise. He, t- he, had, he had two hands on the ball, and he had downward pressure on it. It's a try, no matter what that's, anyone says. 
disgusting decision made by a nine-and-a-half-fingered fucking idiot in the box. Was it even Henry? I don't care. I'm blaming him. Yeah, it was Henry. And yeah, uh, 50-50. Maybe it can be given a try. I don't, I don't really care. And then, uh, you know, from there, we were afraid that the floodgates were going to open. Manly roll down the field, score again through Jason Saab. They roll down the field and score. I, I don't know who scored their third try. Some, Oh, it was Morgan Harper. Oh, and, fantastic. uh, you know, 16-0, I'm sitting there thinking this game could be anything. And I'll, at that point, I was just praying, don't lose by 43 points because we drop out of the eight. Then the boys got some belief about themselves. You know, Kennedy scores, we defend well again, we stop making mistakes. And we didn't make many mistakes in the first half. In fact, Daniel, at halftime, we completed 16 out of 18 sets. Yeah, that makes sense. I knew our completion rate was far superior to Manly's last night. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Trindle gets that try right on halftime, an opportunistic try. It hits the legs of Britton Nakora, and Nakora just kept running. And he yeah. ends up running Trindle on side. Fantastic use of the rule there by um, that dud, Henry Perinara, because he could have easily taken that off of us. But, he, you know, it turns out Perinara knows half the rules. Yeah, he does. Look, I, I thought in fast motion, try. So one replay and thought, oh, this is coming back. Then Nakora ran past him. That's brilliant. Yeah. I think Nakora's been fantastic. Since we bagged him, so I'm gonna start bagging everyone each yeah. week. Yeah, look on, on on the first on the first you know instance in in fast motion when Trindle put that kick through, regathered it and scored. I thought there's no way they can take this off of us. Then they turn around and go, it's hit the legs of Britain Nakora, and Trindle's in front, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just our luck. And then Ali, uh, uh, who was it, Ennis, turns around and said, no, 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 he, he's running on side. So. Yeah. Look, I've got the first, the first half stats. Manly had 59% of the possession. They made five line, line breaks to one. The missed tackle count was 19-9. And we, as I said, we completed 16 out of 18 um, sets. Now, in the second half, Manly made 12 line breaks. The total line breaks finished 17-4. Yeah, the offload count again was seventeen four. We got we got severe problems with teams offloading against us at will. Um, our our completion rate was eighty five percent. Manly's was seventy four percent. If I can read my handwriting, here's the alarming stat though, Dan. We missed nineteen tackles in the first half. We missed thirty one in the second half. Yeah, I raised about last night on Outlaws. They missed over fifty tackles. Yeah, that's disgusting at this level. And I'm more than confident in saying, do you have Tommy Turbo's um, tackle breaks in that by any chance? 15. He had 15 tackle breaks. There it is. There were times where he would run. That try scored where he brushed off four of our middle defenders, like no one even gave a shit. That right there says everything about Cronulla right now, and I knew that stat would be that way. One of one of Turbo's tries that he scored was worth 40 points on Supercoach. Yeah. He broke five tackles, made a line break, and scored. Ridiculous. And I, I said to Dids again, because we watched the game last night before we filmed, I said, Turbo was okay in that first half. As he was, you know, he's pretty good. In the second half, he picked a tired defender, and he had his way with them. Exactly as he did in Origin. He waited, what, 10 minutes? 
picked it. Capewell wasn't up to it moving laterally, laterally, and he fucked him for 70 minutes across two games. They put AJ Brimson in the third. He couldn't find the defender, the one-on-one who was tired. He had a pretty shitty game, and with 10 minutes to go, they moved him in the middle. He found the defender, and he was almost untouchable. Tommy Turbo is both the greatest player I've ever seen and the biggest myth I've ever seen. You throw him out there or you put Tedesco on, I'm back in Tedesco every time. But Tommy Turbo is by far the smartest footballer. He doesn't look it, but he is, that I've ever seen. If one defender is one step off, he's fucking through that gap every time. And last night it was Talakai. But in the first half, in the first half, he picked out Will Chambers. He and Cherry Evans picked out Will Chambers. And I think... Cronulla reacted to that by making sure that we had more numbers on the left-hand side. And then in the second half, they started niggling Chambers early. Now, this whole thing where he came out and hit Walker when it was 34-10, that had been brewing. Morgan Harper and, and Will Chambers started chirping at each other within the first three minutes of the second half. And it started getting to Will Chambers. And all they did was they starved him out of the game. They didn't allow... Will Chambers to go out and make those shots. Instead, as you said, they went and picked on Talakai. They did, mate. Talakai, he, he bodied four people last night. Like, he put him in... No, he nurse. bodied Brad Parker four times. Well, there you go. He... Talakai can't tackle. He can hit. Yeah. Tommy Turbo needs to be tackled. I don't know who made the decision to put him in centre. As soon as I saw it, I said, Turbo's going to score nine tries down that fucking edge. Won't be in the first half, but as soon as Talakai ties, see you later. Yeah, no. It was like, look. Yeah. It was so easy to read last night. Yeah, 30 minutes into that game, Talakai needed to be rested. Tracy needed to go into the centres and Luke Metcalf. Luke Metcalf looked really good when he came on, by the way. His first touch was a shocker, unfortunately. Yeah, his first touch but was a forward pass, but he looked he pretty looked good. He looked quick, and he burnt that middle to the point where he had to throw the leg out to bring him down. Yeah. Um, I... I yeah, I don't know. Look, we obviously um, we heard in the DM earlier in the day that Metcalf was going to debut, and the person who told me that Metcalf was going to debut, I asked if he was going to be playing five eight for Tracy in the centres, and he said no. Hane doesn't want to risk this young kid debuting at six against Manly. Well, why fucking pick him? Yeah, that's just why pick him. A one oh one, mate. Why not just stick Billy Magoulis on the bench then? Yeah, that that's dumb. If you're gonna, if you're if gonna, you're gonna pick him, pick the kid. Like, you know, I've I've had a look at I've had a look at the you know the teams run home. Now we've got a pretty we've got an okay run home from here, right? We don't play another team in the top eight until we play um, Melbourne, but Newcastle don't play anyone in the top eight. And by the time we play Newcastle, they could very well have jumped us and got into the top eight. Newcastle's run home, they play the Dogs twice, the Broncos twice, us and the Tigers. Yeah, they'll still lose. Fuck them. Yeah. I, th- I think we've overlooked the Knights for a top eight spot. But um, I actually wrote them off last night too. Didn't look at their run home. I wish I was. Their, their, run, their run home compared to ours is, is superb. Um, I think the hardest game that they – well, the hardest game that they've got now is us. Um, and before that, it was Canberra, and they they surprised Canberra. I didn't think they were going to beat Canberra. I thought, um, I mean, it, 
I thought Canberra were going to get that, and and the Titans. Obviously, I thought the Titans were going to flog the Bulldogs and would be out of the top eight. But you know, Newcastle. There's now that logjam of of players. But going back onto the game, there was look. There were there were a few players on there who I would have been okay with if they weren't selected this week. Aaron Woods is one. Aiden Tolman was the other. Um, I thought Will Kennedy was the real shining light in that game because. He, you know, that saved that try on Jason Saab in the first half, um, put his body on the line for everything. Even still, when Turbo scored under the post, he still chased him down and took the corner post out. When Turbo burnt through the middle, the only one who chased him was Kennedy. I thought Kennedy was easily our best player last night. Um, I thought Jack Williams, even on the edge, played really well. Now, I know people are going to criticise him for those two you know, trying to get two quick play the balls. One was a fair income drop and the other one was a fair income penalty. How we didn't challenge that say we're down thirty four ten, just fucking challenge it. Yeah, that was a weird one. I, I think Jack Williams has lost the right to challenge based on his six hundred prior offences. You're right about Kennedy though. The guy's a freak. He, you know, in a game that featured Tommy Turbo, Will Kennedy was the best fullback on the field for at least ten minutes. <laughs> uh look, Trendle, I, I think you know, I, I made I made a a, a tweet um, and it said to hook Trindle, fuck me, and that was because he tried a grubber kick in the first half that didn't work, and then he tried a grubber kick in you know three minutes into the second half. Manly got the possession back, then we give away a penalty, then they scored, and then we got in field position again. And on tackle one, he put another grubber kick in that did fuck all. Yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> You know, this is the thing with a rookie halfback, right? It's really it's really frustrating having a rookie halfback out there because we all know, you know, you and I have watched the Newtown Jets and we've seen what Braden Trindle is capable of. Trindle single-handedly won the Jersey flag competition as well when, when we beat Penrith. And it was his boot that was the difference. And we saw last night what his boot is capable of. Some of those torpedo bombs that he were putting up were frightening. Yeah, yeah he ran turbo around. Yeah. Jason Saab, he left fucking dead. Yeah. And some of the kicks that he found open space. Now, I know one of them bounced all the way back to Rabina, but that's okay. You know, you, you, you've got to take that. But, it, you know, a, a rookie half is frustrating. And I, I did some digging back in the archives, and I think there's only, in, in, the, in the last 30 years, there's only been three halfbacks under the age of 22 that have won a premiership. And it's Brett Kamali, Daly Cherry Evans, and I'm pretty sure, I can't, fuck, I can't remember the third one. But I was doing some, but it's, you know, most recently it's Kennedy, it, it's Kamali and Daly Cherry Evans are the only halfbacks under the age of 22 that have won a premiership. Halfbacks or halves? Halfbacks. Like I was going to say Luke Kiry at South, but never mind. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. I thought Trindle was more good than bad last night. Um, his last 10 minutes were very good, and he had a lot to do with our tries. Yeah, he made some fucking terrible errors. Like you said, his decision-making is not up to it. You're going to get that with a rookie yeah. halfback. There's, you probably got it on your list for later, but there's reports linking us with Billy Walters and Sean O'Sullivan, I believe, to come in and and replace Sean Johnson on loan. Now, neither of those players improve us at all, and I think it's a huge detriment to us to not give Trindle these minutes. Whether we make the eight or not now doesn't depend on Braden Trindle, whether he plays or not. Next year, though, depends hugely 
on whether Trindle plays now or not. Because I don't know if Matt Moylan's coming back. He was supposed to be out for two weeks, and this is like week five or six. This is week six. He's only named in the reserves because he kind of has to be. There's no one else fucking there. We're yeah. running out of numbers. That I, I tweeted that today that Matt Moylan's two-week injury is now into week six. This is almost like a Gus Gould five-year plan. That's it. Now, we need Trindle to be ready to partner Nico Hines next year because we saw on the weekend Nico Hines' a short kicking game is delicious. Mm. Whether he can long kick or not, who knows? When you've got blokes like Munster and Hughes in the team, you don't you don't get that opportunity. We saw last night that Trindle can kick the fucking bejesus out of the ball. That's starting to look good, and that, to me, is starting to look like our preferred halves combination next year. Trindle has to play every single minute between now and the end of the season for mine. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The only way that Braden Trindle is going to get better and be able to prove himself that we don't have to go out and buy a halfback like Mitchell Pearce or Luke Brooks is by getting game time. I think if we if we sign Billy Walters or Sean O'Sullivan, it's it's a dumb move. It really is. I think I think the move is not about Trindle. Trindle needs to stay in the seven. The move you got to get Tracy out of the six. And for yeah, mine, for mine, it's Will Chambers that needs to drop out of the team. Look, I was I was so thrilled that he smashed the fuck out of Dylan Walker. I was thrilled to pieces with that. But then he kept going and he kept going and he lost his head and he started a fight and he got hooked. And Hannay in the press conference turned around and said, I wasn't happy with it. In fact, I was embarrassed by it. And what did you do, Hannay? You named him again. Put Tracy in the centres, give Metcalf the six. Because what happens if Metcalf turns out to be an absolutely fucking phenomenal half that we think that he could be, he could be the answer to Nico Hines. We know that Connor Tracy is not the answer to partner Nico Hines. Yeah, I think Connor's days in the hearts are done. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a humongous Connor Tracy fan. So am I. Now I'm a, I'm a big Connor Tracy fan this year. He did almost nothing last night. Yeah. Everything went through Trindle, and I know he's probably calling that, but Trindle's like 21 or whatever and has, what, 12, 13 games to his name. Tracy was the experienced and senior half last night. It didn't feel like it. I didn't notice he was on the field. I thought he was the one that got hooked late, not Chambers. It's only when Adam said Chambers isn't there anymore because when Metcalf came on, I thought Tracy's gone because he didn't do anything. Now, you know, last night wasn't a game where the hards dominated. You know, it was all the turbo show and DC, et cetera, et cetera. But Connor Tracy wants to play halfback. He wants to play 5'8". He didn't act like it last night. I think he's resigned to the fact that he's either going to the centres or the 14. With Will Chambers, what you said, absolutely. Love that he beat the shit out of Walker. Anyone who tweeted that Chambers was an idiot, I attacked last night because of who he attacked. But he does that in a close game or hits anyone that isn't a fucking piece of shit, and he's saying, what the hell are you doing Focus on the game? So I, I back him getting hooked, and I was glad to see Toby get hooked too because that was fucking dumb. Yeah, I got, I got Toby later. But look, the hit from Will Chambers was absolutely phenomenal. Sexual. The 12 minutes afterwards was fucking appalling, and he should have been dropped this week, and Tracy should have been in the centres this week, and Luke Metcalf should be our six this week. And I'm hoping... By all, by all God, I'm hoping that that change happens. I'm at least hoping that if that change doesn't happen, we see Metcalf on the bench for Andrew Fafida, who cannot play another minute of first grade. 
There were some idiot today that tweeted, the game changed when Fafita came on. It did, I yeah, I agree. But he said Fafita proved that he's still one of the most damaging forwards in the oh, game. fuck off. For us, his discipline is shit. He is fat and he is lazy. Love the guy. Have a literal picture of him on my wall in my bedroom that I kiss, blow a kiss at every night. But, you know, that Ron Jeremy was a good porn star once. Now he's fucking done. Fafita is done. And anyone who thinks otherwise cannot watch the game without, oh, mate, it just it frustrates the hell out of me. He comes on. He's so lazy and he's so out of shape. I know he's got a knee problem. I'm not bagging him. He's earned this. Go and sit in the stands at 800, eat 800k. Good. But do not ever put our jersey on It's again. not his fault he's being picked, though. That's on Hane. But Hane needs to have a look. Turbo ran across the field, tried to get around Will Chambers, who had actually come up with a great defensive read. So what did Turbo do? He turned around, ran across the field, saw Andrew Fafita and Aiden Tolman and just ran through the middle of them. It was a shocking effort from Tolman, and it was even worse by Fafita. It is. It's, it's embarrassing now. And to pick him and Royce Hunt and throw for feeder on before Royce Hunt? Oh, mate. I, yeah, thought, no, I, thought, no, no. I thought Royce was pretty good when he came on. He's, he's, he's runs, you know. He's that big aggressive prop that we need. Now, Toby had an indifferent game. He got, he got taken off early because he looked like he was gassed, and I thought that was the right move. But it wasn't the right move for Fafita to come on for him. That wasn't the right move at all. Toby's second stint was something special when he had the ball. He's going to look back at that game and be really embarrassed because he got goaded by a winger. And he headbutted him, and he did headbutt him. And two things, he didn't headbutt him hard enough, but he got baited by a winger. Toby, you're a fucking front rower. It was it was dumb. Like Adam Adam said, if you're gonna do that, snot him. If you're gonna headbutt him, break his fucking nose. Put it through the back of his skull. He just love tapped him, and as soon as he did that, we everyone knew he was going for ten. For him to get sat down after that, I think sends a message. Now I know he's been named a prop, which is his best position. So hopefully they've said, look, you haven't done that before, and don't ever do it again because. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. As you said, he was goaded into that. It's not Toby's style. He's not. He's an aggressive player, but he's not an over-the-top aggressive player. He just got pinged and pinged and pinged by a bloke who weighed, what, half of what he does and gets half the chicks. Dumb. Oh, I'd, I'd back Ruben Garrick to get some pretty good chicks, though. But, look, the, the, the whole point of that is if you have a look at through Toby's 39-game career, and that's you got to remember that's what it is at the moment. It's a 39-game career. He's essentially, you know, in the, sec- it, well, it's the second year for him, right? And, yes, he's a late bloomer. His discipline has been nothing short of spectacular, and you can probably excuse this as a one-off. But he can't get baited by a winger. Like, that's, 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 like a, that's like an NRL player getting pissed off at me and you calling him fucking shit. Yeah, spot on. It's just, it's beneath them. Beneath them. Yeah. Very frustrating. But look, you know, coming out of last night, with 20 minutes to go, I was ready to throw the season away. The last 15 or so minutes made me think, okay, Lisa came back and Lisa set himself up for this week. But the terrible news, Terry, Chad Townsend wasn't named. 
Oh, shit. I was like, I was celebrating victory. And they didn't fucking name him this week. Yeah, look, Nathan Brown has done what no coach at Cronulla has ever done. <laughs> That's drop, drop Chad Townsend. Yeah, he realised. He thought, oh, we've been sold a bill of, bill of goods here. I want to fuck this prick off. Um, before we get into the game, though, I just, just want to go back on for feeder. Today I was talking about props and props that we potentially could sign. One, last night I think Marty Tapao showed that if he is anything on the market, he would absolutely add value to our team because his runs were sensational and his cover defense in the ruck was something that I hadn't seen before. But another name that I said after his game against Canberra on the weekend, I'd be giving David Clemmer what he wanted to go and join Dale Finucane as our starting front rower. And someone wrote back to me and said, why would you do that when we still have Andrew Fafita? And I shut my laptop down and I realised I was on Facebook. That'll, that'll do me, Terry. That is ridiculous. Uh, look, yeah, we, we play the New Zealand Warriors uh, this week who got, a, who got a surprising win against the West Tigers. Now, I still don't think the Warriors can make the finals, but they can upset teams. And they can stop teams making the finals because the Tigers had had a pretty decent win the week before and had got their season back on track. And at 10-0, you thought that the Tigers were going to absolutely do the Warriors. And the Warriors just showed some... Now, the Warriors, of course, have named every single one of their fucking assholes to come back and play us. Matt Lodge is back. Josh Curran's back. Adam Fanua Blake is back. Um, Chanel Harris-Tavita is back. Um, Look, it's... It's an okay team on paper, but again, it's a team that if Cronulla want to make the finals, we should be winning this game by 10 to 12 points. Yeah, we should be winning it and not just... I know we beat these guys a couple of weeks ago with Fenor Blake and Lodge at full force, so I'm not I'm not as much worried as... But put it this way, if we lose this weekend, it's season over. Mathematically, we can still make the finals, but why even bother? Yeah, we, we've, got to, we've got to win this week because the week after we play the Knights... Yeah, that's that's could literally yeah. decide. Yeah. We need that, those points. Yeah. yeah, so we we've got to beat because you've got like I know you've got to assume that the Knights with Pierce back are going to beat the Broncos. Yeah. So we need to win this game. Um, the the teams around us have got some tricky games coming up, but yeah, this the, the, we have to win this game now. This you know there were some changes made to the team that I really liked. Aiden Tolman's gone back to the bench. Um, Toby Rudolph starts at prop Jack Williams comes in I would have been happy To see Aaron Woods Just not named mm-hmm. <laughs> Braden Hamlin Ueli start with Toby I would have been happy with that Royce Hunt You know There's a, there's a kid who played for us Last last year Who's begging for a game That's Daniel Vasquez He's going to offer more Than Andrew Fafita Yeah Couldn't agree more I'm very 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 surprised We haven't seen Vasquez yet Yeah And look there's a, you know, I know Teague Wilton's another week away, Matt Moylan, who knows when he's going to come back. Geez, the glaringly obvious change that needs to happen is Connor Tracy needs to get out of the halves. Now, whether he goes to the bench and we drop for feeder and we start, um, what's his name, Metcalf, or we drop Will Chambers and we put Connor Tracy in the centres. Luke Metcalf is a player who could cut that big Warriors team open. He's got speed, he's got footwork, and he doesn't give a fuck because he he ran straight past Paseca and Paseca was like, fuck this, man, I've got to stick my leg out and stop this guy. Yeah, that's a fair call. 
I, I'd be happy with either of those. I think Will Chambers has absolutely disgraced himself with his performance this week. I know he's just back from a COVID-enforced break. Don't particularly care. You know, Raymond obviously has to come back in. But I'd be naming Connor Tracy there, and Metcalf would certainly be my sixth. got to find out what you got with this kid. I thought he showed more than enough in his little cameo on the weekend to suggest he's a pretty decent footballer in there somewhere. Yeah, I, look. Again, this year now, it doesn't quite... I, I think we're done, you know, a, a player like David Clemmer, if he comes off, you know, if he does say that he's going to leave Newcastle, you know, in the off-season, then we can go and get him. But I think we're done for for our big signings at the moment. It wouldn't surprise me if we picked up someone like Braden Burns before the end of the year for, for 2022, of course, and then, you know, we made a player, uh, Marty Tapao or Clemmer in the off-season. So it doesn't really matter now if we make the finals or not. Now, obviously, I want to keep the streak alive. But what's more important than making the finals in my eyes now because we've secured three fantastic players for 2022, what's more important now is finding out who's worth giving a contract to next year and and who can play in what spot. And, mate, give Metcalf the run. Just give him the run. What's it, What's be- it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? If if we were to turn around and say, you know what, Metcalf and Trindle are our halves for the rest of the year and Tracy's in the centres, who's that going to hurt? Well, doesn't it? It's not like we've got centres busting the door down. Chambers probably isn't going to be there next year anymore, you know, after these last few, you know, yeah. So Connor's going to be potentially a centre next year. So put him there. It's, it made it, it's, so I want to add more, but you summed it up perfectly. Let's use the pieces we got and find out, you know, where they can play. You've just got to get more minutes into Metcalf purely because he's quick and he's the only one in that side who is blinking you'll miss it quick. And look, Sione Katoa looked knackered on the weekend, right? He did. He looked absolutely shot. Why not give Janiah Lua Lua the game? It's the Warriors. They're, they're, yeah. they're 12th. You know, if they beat us, okay, if they beat us, fuck, whatever. The season is probably over. But, you know, are we going to win the Premiership this year, Dan? Probably not, too. <laughs> Probably we're, not. We're, not, we're, not, we're not going to beat Melbourne. We're not going to beat Penrith. We'll be flat out beating fucking Parramatta at the moment. Yeah, we will. Yeah, right? there's no one in that top eight I would confidently be beating, even Canberra at the moment. So, by the time the Titans, if they're, they're there. Yeah, but, but we don't get to play the Titans. If we finish eighth, we've got to play fifth place, which is either going to be the fucking Roosters or the Seagulls. Yeah, look, I would, um, I'd be happy with Metcalf and Lua Lua, and looking towards next year because we've been saying it for months and months and months and months and months. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying drop Sione Katoa for a week, but I'm just saying he looked knackered. What? 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 Disgusting hair, What's what's going what's going to be the harm in giving Lua Lua a game on the right wing for Katoa, and then the following, or maybe not the following week, but the week after, giving him the left wing game and, and resting Mulatalo for a week? No there's, harm at all. There's no harm at all. And again, putting Metcalf at our six, putting Tracy at our centre is just so glaringly obvious. It strengthens this team so much that it's not funny. It's Josh Hannay, mate. That's my that's my rebuttal. It's Josh Hannay. Look, Josh Hannay is immortal in my eyes because he one dropped Chad Townsend and two released him. Okay? So he's an immortal... He's got a he's got a big piece in my heart for doing that. Are you going to say something else then? I mean, I've rubbed one out a couple of times over him for doing that. Yeah, but, people. but what you know, 
if this guy, I, I know he's signed on for one year as our assistant coach, and if he does harbour ambitions to be a head coach down the track, these are the decisions he's got to make. Mm-hmm. Do you think Fitzgibbon is giving him advice yet, or do you think it's all a Hane show? Look, if Fitzgibbon is giving him advice, then fuck that guy because he's made some shocking calls. Look, no, no, I, I, I want to, I want to believe when Hannay turned around and said, "Look, I have conversations with Fitzgibbon every week, but all the all the team selections are mine because some of them are awful." Yeah, I, I, I fully believe that. I believe that earlier. I think Fitzgibbon had something to do with Chad Townsend and leaving. Put it that way, and you know, Alfred Fitzgibbon. But I think Hannay's calling the shots. And he's quite within his rights for Fitzgibbon to say, hey, you should do this. And Hannay say, oh, will you do it next year when you're the coach? You know, this is his opportunity. If he wins the next four or five games by 50 points, suddenly people are looking at him to coach. And I guess that's what he's trying to do. But picking that team that he named on the weekend isn't the best way to do it. Take the risk, Hannah. Yeah. This is, this is it now. This, you know... I, I would be very surprised if a team with Trindle, if you, a, a team with Trindle and Tracy made the finals. But if you said to me a team with Tracy in the centres, where he has performed very well both defensively and offensively, where he doesn't have to play make, he just has to run. And if you said that two creative halves who just play what's in front of them with speed and footwork in Metcalf and Trindle drag the Sharks to eighth spot, I'd believe you. Yeah, that's a fair call. Now you're gonna get your you're gonna get your moments of dumb from Trindle. You're gonna get him from Metcalf. He's quick, but he's a kid. I'm willing to accept that rather than playing. Oh yeah, you know we'll put Tracy there. If Moylan's fit next week, obviously we need him to get us to the eight. But I would be very very happy if we saw a lot more of Luke Metcalf. Put it. I, I would shut Moylan down for the year. Yeah, well, fair call. There's, because, there's nothing to gain, really. If this if this is a six week calf injury that we're going into now, because he's named at twenty one, so he's probably going to be the first first cab off the rank cut from the squad, right? Well, you know, he's going to come back into the team undone, uh, underdone. What's the point? And if and and this is this is the other point as well. If you can give Metcalf some games now. And he and he proves to be handy, but Matt Moylan does come back, then you can put Metcalf on the bench. But how are you going to know if you don't give him the game time? That's a very good question, Terry. I'd like to pose that to Josh Hannay himself. Perhaps you should get him on one day and say, the fuck are you doing, mate? <laughs> I'd love to. I really would love to. Dan, how do we beat the Warriors? Shut their two middle men down. That has to happen. If Fanua Blake and Lodge win the battle, we're fucked. Outside of that... Mate, I don't know if they got that much. You and Aiken's playing in the second row. That's one we should win, you know? And that, that's necessity. They don't have many options. Look, we got to go wide early and we got to beat them outside because I don't think we're beating them up the middle. Although, oi, the one thing we did forget earlier because it's rarer than Haley's Comet these days, but young Braley had a run mm. and he fucking tore him apart up the middle. And I, I thought, oh, no, I've died. I've died. You know, I've choked on whatever I've eaten, and I'm in heaven because this didn't happen. They fucking look good. I wish he'd do it more. But going back, Braley run at those big boys, tear them up the middle, get them ready. Metcalf on forty points, Cronulla. Here's the thing: the last time we played the Warriors, we absorbed their opening, their their pressure, and when their big boys went off, we carved them up. 
That's true. So. We don't have Sean Johnson to do that this time, though. So we have to absorb their pressure, don't fall behind on the scoreboard. And the other thing as well is we've got to hope that it's hot up there because Adam Fenua Blake, when, when it gets hot, his minutes go down. The other thing as well, if Will Chambers is going to play, just go up Matt Lodge all day. Just bait him. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Get, get head-butted. Yeah. Sacrifice yourself, William. Yeah. I, I'm going to pick us to win this game. I'm going to pick us to win by about 10 points and keep our season on life support. Now, Dan, some of the games around us are very, very critical this weekend. Very critical. Now, the Newcastle Knights play the Brisbane Broncos. So come Friday morning, we're going to know where the Knights stand in the competition. The Canberra Raiders play the St. George Dragons, who are both on 18 points, on Friday at 6 o'clock. We then play the Warriors, and the Gold Coast Titans play the Cowboys. This is a game that if we want to play finals football, we can't afford to drop it. Yeah, well, two teams are going to win outside around us, and one team has to win. I don't think it'll be the Dragons, put it that way. So, mate, I, last night I said that it's between us, the Titans and the Raiders. I think Newcastle are looking pretty good. Forgot they had a run in, but uh, look, we lose, we lose this week. See you later. This is Newcastle's run home because I hadn't factored this in either. They got the Broncos, then they play us, then they play Canterbury, mm-hmm. then they play the Titans. There's another tough game for them. Then they've got the Broncos again. It's two two definite wins out of that. Plus, if they beat us, that's a four-pointer. So, we've got to win. We have to win this weekend. Our, our finals charge starts now. If you, if you win this, we get some momentum against Newcastle. We go and beat the Tigers. Then we've got the Broncos. And hope that the Storm rest them. But it it all it all counts for nothing unless we win this weekend. Oh, hundred percent. And we we just got to go out there and think we can beat this side because we've already fucking done it. We knew we weren't beating Manly. The boys knew it. We knew it. It's only when Turbo went off we went. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, in twenty twenty four we'll get them, but until then we're fucked. We have to beat the Warriors because we've beaten them what eleven times in a row now. One of twelve. Yeah. Look, I'm going to try and get this. Uh... This brief bit of audio footage to Josh Hannay, but Josh, you will listen to this. You will pick Metcalf at six. You will put Connor Tracy in the centres. You will drop Will Chambers and you will drop Andrew Fafita. Thank you. And how Matt Moylan. And you will how Matt Moylan.